It is August, and this is the first real Central Indiana today we have had for several months because of COVID-19 and people not being able to do interviews with us. And we had another show with uh, the Hendricks County Community Foundation that was kind of filling the gap, I guess you could say. But here we are once again with our regular Central Indiana Today with me, your host, Shane Ray. So glad you are joining us, and tonight we have... Miss Chris Green, this is from Goodwill, or at least she's talking about Goodwill and uh, a special program they have going on. We're also going to talk with our very own lovely Amy Scott. Now, just as a reminder, she does volunteer here at WYRZ, which we are a nonprofit radio station, and she volunteers here on Saturday mornings as a DJ and She also works uh, a regular job during the week, and that's at the Brownsburg Public Library. It's been so long since she's been on, and so glad she decided to join us. So you keep it right here on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org for Central Indiana Today. Duke Energy presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Welcome to Central Indiana Today. I'm your host, Shane Ray. After a long break, it's good to be back. And I am so glad to have a new guest on the show with me. It's Chris Green. She is uh, the manager well, I'm going to make, hope I get this right. Manager of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana, CSEP. Did I get all that backwards or did I get it right? You got that right. Exactly right. <laughs> okay, great. First off, how is Chris today? You know, I am doing well. It is a beautiful day and uh, not much more I can ask for, yeah. for than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, uh, let's talk a little bit about, I said the, the words or the letters, uh, CSEP. Why don't you explain to us exactly what that is and how uh, that is connected with uh, what Goodwill is up to these days? Sure. Um, so CSEP stands for Senior Community Service Employment Program, which is a mouthful, and you can clearly see why we've shortened it to CSEP. <laughs> um, It is, so CSEP is the only federally funded workforce development program specifically for older adults. Um, So the program is aimed for people 55 and older um, who are currently unemployed but are looking to develop new skills so that they can re-enter the workforce. Um, They might have been out of the workforce um, maybe raising their kids or raising their grandkids Uh, They may have been out of the workforce due to um, disability, so they can no longer do what they used to do when they were younger. Uh, So we are looking uh, for people to participate in the program. Um, What we do is we work with them uh, to help them determine what type of employment it is that they want, uh, and then we work to help them gain the skills that they need so that they can get that type of job. And it's the great thing about this program is that it's a paid training program. And most places can't say uh, that you get paid training. So we're happy to be able to offer this um, through the Department of Labor. You know, uh, well, uh, I'm not sure if you can answer this or not. How long has this program been going? 
So this program has been uh, alive, I will say, since 1965. Okay. So a good long time. Yeah, exactly. A good long time. And then um, I, I was reading a report that like in January of 2020, uh, you were serving over 250 CSEP participants, and then uh, COVID-19 hits, and things kind of get uh, a little sideways there. What happened? Yeah, so um, with the program, um, yeah, COVID has, has really thrown sort of a, a wrench into everything, um, but we are continuing the program, and we are enrolling in the program, and what we're doing um is working with people more um, at home through through a, what I don't know if we call it homework assignments, but we send um, mailings to people with assignments that they are to work on um, that help them develop their uh, soft skills. Um, we're looking at developing computer skills, uh, so we do also have online assignments that we have people do. Um, most people that are enrolled in the program have limited uh, computer skills, <laughs> so that's, big, that's a big um, area of training that we focus on. Mm. Um, but we are continuing uh, to pay um, participants, um, even though uh, they're not actually physically training at one of our partner agencies, um, we, we are able to continue paying them um, this through this uh, grant for, we, they're calling it emergency paid leave. Mm -hmm. um, and then as long as they're doing and uh, participating with the homework assignments, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, um, then they do continue to get 20 hours a week of paid uh, training. Now, is the is there a certain area right now that you're looking, uh, that you're really hoping to get uh, some folks involved? We are. Um, Hendricks County, we are looking to enroll 14 people in Hendricks County. Um, we uh, have tried unsuccessfully in the past to uh, enroll people, um, and, and we just uh, have really had some trouble doing it. So we're making a, a new push now. And thank you so much for inviting us to be on the program. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we would definitely love to reach people in Hendricks County. Um, and, like I said, we've got 14 slots available. So, what? Uh, of course, you, you're, we're glad to have you on the station. So, that's one of the ways you're reaching out. What other ways are you, are you uh, trying to reach people here in Hendricks County? Um, so, we recently joined the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was able to make some good connections there. And um, we're hoping to continue to build on those relationships. Um, networking through those different agencies um, to reach some of the people that they may be serving. Um, we also, um, at our Goodwill retail stores, um, we have um, little informational cards that we put into the shopping bags uh, when people may, are making purchases and shopping at Goodwill um, that just has, you know, a little brief um, description of what the CSEP is, who we're looking for. Um, we have um, put up booths on senior day at the stores uh, to try to recruit people. So we're looking at, at a bunch of different ways um, to try to get out into the community. Um, we had planned on doing things like 
you know, going to senior centers, um, setting up a booth at the fairgrounds, those sorts of things. Mm. But again, COVID has really yeah has put really a kibosh on a lot of a lot of events and a lot of plans in Hendricks yeah. County. Yeah, exactly. And you know, since we're kind of on the subject, let's remind everyone that the Goodwill stores are open right now and are accepting donations, right? Yes. Um, even though uh, we closed for a period of time, the stores have always been open for uh, to accept donations, but we are open for shopping as well. Yeah. And these, there's uh, how many in Hendricks County? How many locations? Uh, Brownsburg. Plainfield uh, and Avon. Plainfield, Avon. I think those three then. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if uh, folks want more information about the... Um, Senior Community Service Employment Program, what can they do? Uh, so they can give us a call. Um, our uh, general line is 317-524-4360. Okay. Is there anyone in particular that they need to ask for you? Um, no, that's our general line. So they can call and just say that they would like some information um, about the program and we can and an application and we can send them we'll, we'll give them a brief description of the program we'll send them uh, an application as well uh, and again some uh, written material about the CSEP that will help them understand a little bit more about the program all right and of course if anyone has questions about goodwill just in general you have a website right we do, yes. Goodwillindy.org. All right, lots of information there. And, uh, of course, if you missed any of that information, you can give me a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to get you in touch with Chris, and she's going to help you out ASAP, right? Absolutely. All right, Chris, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. As promised, here she is, our good friend. I no longer say our old friend. I say our good friend, especially when the guest is a lady. And Thank she you. is a lady. It's Miss Amy Scott. And I can't remember if the last time you were here as a guest, I was calling you Amy Scott or Amy Thomas. But uh, It's been a bit. It has been a yeah. bit since you were here yeah. as a guest. Now, let's let everyone know. You're the same Amy that's here on Sunday, or rather Saturday mornings. Yes. Volunteering. It is I. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, Saturday mornings, you hear Subdued Amy, um, who uh, does the Saturday morning show till noon. Yes, that's and me. Our, and how, how long you've been doing that? You know, my husband and I were talking about that the other day, and I think it started like right as he and I were dating. So in September, it will be about three years, yeah. I think. I so, think that's about right. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned your husband. And I mentioned earlier that uh, I think I was calling you Amy Thomas last yes. time you were in that chair. That can't be right, though. Uh, that, has it been that long since you've been a guest on the show? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, you hear enough of me on Saturdays and you're like, <laughs> I don't want to bring her in for a separate interview because I have to put up with her well, on Saturday morning. I had to give in to the letters <laughs> that were coming in and the calls and the emails saying, yes. you need that Amy chair. From the library on again. I said, okay, we'll get her on. Where is she? Exactly. Everyone was a little concerned. So, uh -huh. yes, you are alive. You're here. And, I am. Um, the library is alive, right? It is. Yeah. All yeah. right. Reminding everyone, you do work at the library during the week. 
I do. That's my day job. But there has been some changes in all industries over the last uh, several months. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the library. When did you guys, uh, what were some of the steps, I guess, and when did you guys start saying, oh, we got to do something? (laughs) Well, we've always known that one of our primary purposes is serving the community. And when we closed our doors on March 16th, it was just really strange not to be there every day and, you know, providing services for people, whether that's space or a computer or books, which we're all about. So uh, it went on that way for quite a while. I feel like our director counted and it was close to 91 days that our doors were shut. Wow. We did not reopen until May 3rd. And we should remind everyone, this is in Brownsburg, the Brownsburg Library. Yeah, yeah. And then when we did reopen, it was actually curbside only. So we've always offered the service that people can reserve materials and just walk through the door, pick them up, check them out, and head back out. Hmm. Um, But most people weren't aware of that service. And then we had decided, even before pandemic, that we were going to do a curbside offering. And uh, the pandemic just kind of sped that up a little bit. Escalated. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. So that's been uh, a cool service that offer people yeah. and a nice way to get materials out to them. And the website was still live. People could still go in there and get information, Yes, right? yes. And we added a streaming service during that time. So people had other options to watch some TV and movies uh, and music. So um, we had a, a, at least another offering added in there during that time, too, because, as you know, staying at home, I, I, my husband and I talk a lot about if we were kids and the pandemic had happened, there mm-hmm. was no technology. What would right. we have done? Monopoly every day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, you know, lucky for the people I know. Most people, some people would say not lucky, but if you had siblings, at least you had somebody to hang out with. Sure. I was a lonely only, so it would have been extra boring. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) I was lucky, uh, a lucky one. Yes, I had an older sister, and we were actually fairly close growing up, and we would do fight and makeup and you know we were good friends so that worked out well yeah but a lot of people like you said they don't have that option and so sometimes the library is your friend that's right yeah and that's one of the reasons they're they are there now what tell us about getting things open back up and uh getting things back on track We had lots of long meetings about the best way to keep staff and our community safe as we reopened. So it's been kind of a gradual process. We went from curbside only to then open with some limited hours. And there were some services that weren't on the table when people came back in. Um, Our computer lab area has been really socially distanced big time. So very far spaced apart Mm. and People actually come to the desk to get keyboards and gloves and masks from us in order to use them. So we've taken some steps to try and make it as safe as we can for people. Um, Of course, knowing anytime you're getting out in public at this point, it's a risk. So um, just doing the best we can there. And we did go back to our regular operating hours on July 6th. So um, we're close to as normal as can be right now. So, um, but that's good. I mean, I think getting back into the routine again is helpful when everything else seems crazy. So now are masks required at this point? They are. Um, we do before we had 
just highly encouraged people before the governor's order. Mm -hmm. And now we have signage that indicates, you know, you're inside a public building and per that mandate, you should have a mask and we do offer them. So if people don't have them for whatever reason, or if you're like me and occasionally forget them in the wash, I'm constantly, (laughs) they are there for people to uh, request. So gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what kind of programs, you know, normally <laughs> during the summer, I've been talking with some of our other guests, you know, oh, well, we were going to do this this summer, yes. but now that got the, that got pushed aside. So what are some things you either had planned and will continue to maybe try to push maybe in the fall or late summer or, or even going on now? We did just finish up summer reading, so we still had it. It was all virtual, and we actually mailed prizes, which is kind of fun because as a kid, I always like getting the mail. So to get something cool. Somehow my stuff I got in the mail always said resident. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was my name in school. That was like a middle name. You get cool stuff like sea monkeys or anything fun? In fact, that sister I was talking about, one of the fights we had was to see who could get to the bottom of the cereal box to get that Ah. submarine that ran on baking soda Mm -hmm. or crap like that but that, <laughs> yeah that was the exciting thing yes so yeah we've done pretty much all of our programming has switched to virtual now so if people want to tune in for a story time with miss leslie or miss keithia we have those online we're utilizing our youtube channel um zumba classes people can you know pull those up every week and have a different class with jesse so Um, it's a strange, strange thing right now, but that's how we're delivering it is virtually. We've had a couple of programs that have been outside, so they've been, you know, safe in terms of people aren't right beside each other at the same time. We did a chalk walk, um, where people could come and draw with chalk out on the sidewalk. I've had to do that on a Saturday night coming back from the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Walking the straight line. Uh Uh-huh. So yes, we've we've been doing, continuing on with programming. And of course, as a state entity, you know, we do have to report numbers. We have certain requirements of numbers of things that we need to do every year. So it's been kind of, again, they're making exceptions. Um, And of course, knowing that things are being delivered in a totally different way now. Okay. So what are some things we're looking forward to in the fall? Oh, I would say normal, but I don't think that <laughs> we're going to get there that fast. Um, I, are things just kind of take it as it comes? They really are right now. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it, it's taken a toll on staff. Mm-hmm. You know, the stress. I think the public is stressed. So a lot of it's just trying to maintain kind of some stability where you can while being safe and just continuing to, to offer whatever services we can to still help people. That's the big piece. I know right now things are kind of iffy with people's jobs Mm -hmm. and everything. So how can we help and be a resource for them? Have you, did you uh, stay in contact with other libraries around either the County or the state and say, how's it going there? Or how you, how do you, uh, you know, face this challenge? I mean, is there some consultation going on there? There sure is. And I know even on a local level, uh, when we decided we were going to reopen, my boss was in contact with Avon and was like, Hey guys, just a heads up, we're going to reopen or we're going to close because Mm -hmm. the impact is there. We're close enough that, you know, whatever decision one makes Mm -hmm. could impact the other. Um, I know every week there's a, a virtual meeting of directors around the state 
and they talk about things going on, what what precautions they're taking or what challenges they have right now. So, um, and they're, as you might imagine, all over the board, yeah. just like people are right now. You know, everybody's got different opinions, different concerns. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, I would like some counties have a bigger outbreak than other parts of yeah, the state. And so, yeah. you know, what's open in one county might not be open in another or Marion exactly. County's typical example of some of the restrictions. Yes. So. Yeah, for sure. And I know that's been one thing that my boss has been very uh, careful in watching has been our local numbers and what those look like for Hendricks County. So um, that's helped her. She actually is nerdy like me. I can say <laughs> that. Um, she's kept an Excel spreadsheet the entire time and just tracked it, you know, so that she has that data on hand. Man. So definitely mindful of that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that folks need to know about the library right now? I mean, are the hours back to normal now? And Hours are totally back to normal. We still get the question, can I come in? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can come in. Um, like I said, masks are required at this point. Um, and if for whatever reason the person can't wear one, you know, we're kind of encouraging a quick visit yeah. um, to come in and get the materials you need. Curbside is still offered. So if you're really uncomfortable coming inside, curbside will continue even past Corona. So hmm. um, that's something we wanted to offer for a while. So Okay. Now, if folks want more information, they want to stay up to date or have a question, what's the number? Numbers 317-852-3167. And what's that website we mentioned earlier? Bieberglibrary.net. And you're still... So much easier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still going to be here on Saturday morning, right? I am. Still liking it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course... We had a donation from someone. By the way, this is a nonprofit radio station for yes. the listeners, so we do accept donations. And someone sent us a fat check and said, "This is because you have Amy Scott on Saturday morning. She's awesome." Aw, that and, was very kind. Yeah, very kind. So, uh, anytime you want to say that, we'll we'll take it. Yeah. And we always let our DJs know whenever there's a compliment, you know, that, hey, I like listening to so-and-so or this show (laughs) or whatever. And so Amy has gotten one of those. And we encourage you, the listener, to let us know what you like and be sure and send a dollar or two in there and say, this is because Amy's on the show. (laughs) Hopefully, yes. And it won't be, here, let me give you money not to put her on. Yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amy Thomas, she's from the Brownsburg Public Library. And of course, as always, if you missed any of that information, you can give us a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you in touch with Amy and she'll help you out ASAP, right? I sure will. All right. And be sure and tune in Saturday morning for Amy's show right here on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org. Amy, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you, Shane. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray.